This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 174, baby. Oh yeah. And in today's episode, we have something different. That's right. We are changing things up. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Variety is the spice of life. Um, anyway, so we have Cara from Leo listening today. Um, and Cara is somewhat of a listening expert, as you can imagine from Leo listening. Um, and another piece of exciting news before I tell you anything else is... This podcast is also available in video format for today. You can watch a video of this interview. Um, I thought that was exciting, but I don't know what your definition of exciting is. So if you would like to watch a video of this interview, go to youtube.com slash rock and roll English and you will find it there. And you will also see me completely embarrass myself at the end of the interview by saying something stupid. So it's just a normal day for me. Um, one thing that I should mention as well is because we recorded this in a different way and because it is actually a video, the audio isn't as good as what you're probably used to on this podcast. Um, so again, maybe that's a good idea to go and watch the video. Um, but don't worry, next week we will be back to normal with normal audio. Um, anyway, so yes, going back to Cara, I met her in Berlin and I was very impressed at how she focuses so deeply on helping people with their listening skills and even more precisely, helping people watch films without subtitles. That's what we all want, isn't it? We all want to watch those films and actually understand the jokes, especially. I watched a film in Italian the other day, a few jokes kind of went over my head so went over my head I didn't understand them um, anyway Cara has a free guide on her website about how to understand films without subtitles so go and check that out at leolistening.com but the link will be on the website and yes it is free um, anyway here is the interview we talk about lots of other stuff but instead of telling you what we talk about just have a listen. Um, and obviously there is no rock and roll vocabulary this week. That will be next week. So just have a break, sit down, relax, maybe even watch the video on YouTube. Just relax, okay? I will talk to you all again at the end. Happy listening. So hello, Cara, and welcome to Rock and Roll English. Hi, Martin. Um, you know what? I've literally just thought how lucky you are because you are the first person ever to be interviewed on rock and roll english with video how does that make you feel oh i feel so um i feel like i should give an oscar speech but i feel so grateful and i feel so privileged and i feel so blessed uh yeah that's really exciting well i think it's always better isn't it when people can see your face well this is what i often say um i do a podcast because i have a face for the radio so it's uh Better people can't see my face. That, that's generally what I tell the listeners. That's why I started it. Um, <laughs> never mind. So I met Cara um, in Berlin at the Language Influencers Summit. Um, and Cara has a um, blog called Leo Listening. 
Um, that is a very small introduction. So why don't you fill in the gaps and tell us something about you, why you started the blog? Oh, yeah, there's so much to tell, isn't there? So, okay, well, I guess we can talk about the fact that, yeah, the blog is called Leo Listening because my name is Cara Leopold. Mm-hmm. And um, Leopold is a very, you can confirm this. Have you ever met another British person called Leopold? I don't think so, no. I don't okay, so it's a very unusual name in the, in the, in the UK. Um, and, but I think it's quite a cool name. So I wanted to like find a way to put Leo, some some part of my name in the name of the, the, the the blog. You want it to be your name. You don't want to use someone else's name. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, criteria, my name and make it like sound. I really like, um, alliteration. So this is when you have like two words that start with the same letter yeah yeah um so yeah obviously leo starts with an l yeah yeah so i had to pick an area of english that alliterated nice (laughs) alliterated is that a word Uh, let's say it's a word okay it definitely sounds like one (laughs) yeah so leo listening um, is what I came up with. Um, which is, it's not such a smart idea because like obviously I teach English and I don't have English in the title and that is definitely um, not so good but uh, oh well never exactly. mind. I, as I told you I've got a grammatical mistake in the name of my podcast so you know at least it's grammatically correct it is i think it is grammatically correct i suppose the the only other thing and i know this now is like when you create your website if you type in like two separate words it puts a hyphen so that's that the the little line between so so that probably makes it worse because then people have to type leo hyphen listening um, but you can just type it in the internet and you'll find it, obviously. Exactly. We will find yeah. you. But tell us about it. Because you live in France as well. How I did do. you end up in France? Oh, it's so much to tell, Martin. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I ended up in France just because, uh, just because I was studying French at university, mm-hmm. among other things. And I had spent some time in France abroad like during my studies, mm-hmm. not like a year abroad, like people usually do, but I had spent like five, six weeks or whatever okay. um, abroad. And I was like, yeah, I really like this. I want to like, I think this will really help my French to move abroad. So I want to, this is what I want to do after I finish university. And uh, yeah, so I finished university and I had the opportunity basically to come to the city that I'm still living in mm. to teach English. So I did that and it was only supposed to be for like a year, two years. Well, it, the job was only for a year, like okay. two years maximum, but I decided to stay anyway, sort of in spite of having like no career prospects or whatever, but um, I didn't really care. I just wanted to live in France. I so. understand you very well. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so I just did that. Um, so that's like, that's ticked off like a big to-do okay. on my to-do list, like live in France done okay so yeah I've been here for 12 years I've been in the same place yeah because like in Berlin we met some like there was like some digital nomad types you know who's like lived in all different countries and I'm just like I've been in the same place for 12 years it's like not even a famous place but I like living here so you know exactly that's all that counts you use some nice rock and roll vocabulary there when you said digital nomad so they're people that work all around the world just get their computer out and that's where 
they work for that day. Yeah, yeah. making ebooks that the world doesn't really need out <laughs> of Chiang Mai in Thailand. So if you live in Thailand, you probably know the sort of people that I'm talking about. Well, they're, they're like the bromads. The bromads are the Americans in flip-flops. Um, I didn't even know that term, the, bro the bromads. Yeah, bro bromads. It's a sort of like, um, yeah, kind of the Americans who are just there to like chat up the women and oh, okay, li yeah. live, live on the cheap in Thailand. And, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're obviously teaching English. Well, you still are, but now you do it um, online with Leo Listening. So tell us, what is Leo Listening? Tell us all about it yeah so it's a website all about listening so uh yeah like so listening in english it's like the thing that like most people seem to complain about a hundred percent um certainly over here in italy that's the number one complaint um of everyone saying they have difficulty understanding yeah mm. yeah definitely so uh i thought the world needed a a website about it oh. well actually like it just came out of like um a client a student needing help with it and then that kind of sent me down the rabbit hole of okay getting interested in how to teach it properly because mm -hmm. uh, you can teach it and there's absolutely I, I often think this sometimes um in fact i went to a seminar recently how they said that um often in english classrooms they don't teach it they just almost test it you just mm. have a listening exercise and then there's something there's some questions and that's it but you're not actually teaching it about how like, te like these listening skills yeah how do you actually like learn them how do you improve it yeah because it yeah. tends to come down to like you have to do these crappy exercises exactly. in class i know i used to do them i didn't i didn't know any better before i started like researching this so i would be like you know a b or c yeah. what did you get oh well you're wrong why none of that better luck next time yeah. too bad you got it wrong move on and yeah. then the other thing that you hear from teachers is like, uh, oh, we'll just listen to loads of English. Yeah, yeah. But that's not, <laughs> it's not necessarily very helpful either. So, um, so, so what's your advice? What, what do you give? Um, what advice do you give students then? Oh, good question. Well, there's a few, there's a few things, I guess. I guess there's a few things. So I would say, um, well, what I think really helps is if you can is to listen to something that comes with a text. Sure. Because that's like automatic learning for you. If you can listen to something and then check back with the text, you can kind of see, ah, so this is what I'm missing, or yeah. this is this is what's actually going on. Sure. Um, Rock and roll English uh, family members, by the way, get a transcript for each episode. So just well, there you go. Saying. Yeah. Just saying, just saying, you know what you're talking about, Martin, if you're giving them a transcript. So there's, there's no marketing there. Okay. I'm just mentioning that people do get a transcript. That's it. Just purely <laughs> factual. Exactly, yeah. That's it. So, uh, yeah, so that definitely helps. And, um, yeah, maybe being a bit more strategic about what you actually listen to. So mm -hmm. most people, they want to be able to understand the people that they talk to in real <laughs> always life. Always helps. Always helps. Always, always helps. So like, um, you know, I've worked with people who like travel a lot or they want to move to an English speaking country. So like, obviously the priority is, you know, survive day-to-day -day, sure. um, stuff well not just, not just survive but actually like thrive so actually like hmm. talk to native speakers integrate yeah. into the new society because i think ultimately like that's um what we're kind of 
perfecting our languages for is we want to be accepted and to belong sure yeah um, i certainly took a long time to do that in italy i love that um phrase though that could be your phrase i don't know if that is don't not just to survive but thrive thrive yeah oh. i think i probably took that from somewhere but okay. um yeah so uh in that sense yeah what was i talking about resources so mm-hmm. like you know i see uh, i see it all the time people who you know and this is why you should talk to a listening teacher and not just any random teacher on the internet is that you know i'll see people like recommending ted talks mm-hmm. and um and i, do, I don't understand i honestly don't understand the only the only the thing i think is happening is people are like well the ted talk has a transcript So we should recommend TED Talks. And for me, this is backwards thinking. Mm -hmm. So you should be thinking about, you know, working backwards from, okay, who or what do I want to understand? And then finding and then listening to more of that. Okay. um, Rather than being like, well, a TED Talk has a transcript. Yeah, but like, are you, is your number one priority understanding presentations? I mean, if you have to like listen to a lot of presentations at work. Yeah, then. Listen to TED Talks. But if you don't, or like your priorities, understanding your mother-in-law or something, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so what's like one technique that we can do to improve our listening <laughs> skills then? We're not just, asking you for all your secrets. Just, just no, what, how, can, how can people... There, there, are no, there are no secrets, really. So, well, let's imagine you've done steps one and two. So you've found something that actually corresponds to what you want to understand in reality or as close as possible. And you have a transcript. So you're already like... But even when you say to find something that you want to understand. Yeah. um, So like, let's say, um, for example, even with me, I suppose, my my girlfriend's parents sometimes have a little bit of difficulty sometimes understanding them. What can I listen to to um, help me with that? So what are we talking about? Like sort of middle-aged Italians? Yeah. So probably like, like, are there some good, are there some like sort of soap opera type series okay, on right. Italian TV? Yeah. Oh, that's great the advice series. to really target what, um, what your goal is. Don't I'm... mess about. Don't mess about with Italian TED Talks. Honestly, Martin, you'd be wasting your time and, you know. Sure. Okay, perfect. So we've got steps one and two now then. So, so you've got the thing. That, yeah. So like, well, let's take, for example, TV series and movies. This is what I work with a lot because I really like watching them. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about TV series and movies is you get an instant transcript because you've got the subtitles. Sure. Or you can even just like Google for most series or movies. Well, for English, I don't know about other languages. You can kind of just like Google script yeah, plus yeah, the yeah. name of the movie and you can get the whole script yeah, for yeah. free. This is the magic of the yeah. well, certainly <laughs> Netflix as well. Now it's really easy. If people have Netflix, you just click mm. on the, um, put on the subtitles and you know, and you're good go. to go. Yeah. So you've got steps one and two covered. And also generally, well, depending on what you watch, but like, as long as it's not a documentary, like most movies and TV series contain natural sounding dialogue, okay. particularly if they're like modern and particularly if it's like more of a drama rather than a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, some of the dialogue is almost harder than what you'd hear in real life. So it's like a really good sure. kind of for training your, your ear. So you've got that, you're watching it. So like, I think the temptation is though to like be like, oh, well, it's like a TV series. So I'm just going to like stick it on like I would in my language. I'm just going to lie on the couch and watch it because I've mm-hmm. had a hard day. Um, but what you can sort of challenge yourself to do just now and again is if you've got like a bit of paper or something near you you can just stop it 
when it's a bit tricky and listen to it a few times and kind of write out what you hear. Okay. Right? Um, just and just Almost play like a dictation. Yeah, like a little dictation. Just play around with it, right? And uh, you know, and don't go crazy because sometimes I see people doing dictations like I transcribed the entire episode of Game of Thrones or whatever, and I'm just like, Jesus, you know, have you have you got no life? Like, you don't need to try even even like a minute of speech is takes a long yeah, no, time. 100%. In fact, when I tell people to transcribe some of the podcasts, I say like 30 seconds. Yeah, not even, you can even go, you can even start smaller. You can take like 10 seconds. Mm. Like with 10 seconds of dialogue, I can teach people like the main features of connected speech that make English difficult to understand. Oh, wow. Like, I, just, I just need 10 or so seconds. Like usually the, it's always the same problems that come up. It's always the same words that are sure. difficult. So, you know, you could just, pick any small section that you find tricky and then because you've got your, you've got your subtitles you've got an instant uh, correction well, mm. it can't tell you everything sure. but it, it, it it's a start you can start to see oh, okay so i missed this why did i miss yeah. this um i misheard that oh that's a word i know um so it just it just gives you some insight and you don't get that insight if you're just listening to stuff and you're just kind of like Sure. You, you don't yeah, know. I often say to students how there's a difference between sort of passive study and active study. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily think, you know, passive study is bad and like, don't do it yeah. obviously, to continue, but to have a mix, you, mm. you want to be doing some of both. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you could easily like listen to you on the podcast. Like you say, you, because we just interviewed each other before, but uh, like you were saying about like people listening to your podcast on public transport, that's probably not the time that you're going to be like, get your books out and writing stuff down because you're maybe like standing up, hanging on the rail. But obviously you could just listen to it and enjoy it. And then you can go back and you can do something a bit more active with it. Sure, exactly. And given how important it is to get repetition in mm. language learning, like coming back to the same thing from like different angles. Sure. Is a great way to like repeat something without it being like totally boring. Like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's so, a great idea. Um, so language learning, you said you've lived in France for 12 years, um, yeah. French. What were the sort of main difficulties you had? What helped you the most? Um, I would say, so like, like I said, we're going back a bit here in time. So I started university in 2003 mm -hmm. and then I went on like two kind of extended trips to France in 2005 and 2006. So like that really showed me the importance of like immersion and how being in the environment can really accelerate your, um, your level. So I was like, when I got back home, I was like, okay, I need to create an, an immersion environment. Yeah. I was going to say an inversion <laughs> environment, an immersion environment for myself. So then I just went, um, I just went crazy trying to get as much French input as possible. Cause even though I was studying it at university, you can probably imagine that it's not very useful what you actually learn at university. Sure. Um, like for like day-to-day -day life. Um, so yeah, I used to like, it's a bit embarrassing really. I used to listen to like the French radio. So if from the UK, you can actually like with a real radio, I'm not, I'm not talking <laughs> online. Cause this was like 2006, seven, okay. we had like one PC in the house and there were no smartphones and yeah. nobody really knew about like online learning. Sure. And but the, um, to what you're saying here is something that I actually tell learners a lot now with technology, the way it is today, 
it is actually a lot easier to create this sort of full immersion, even if you're not actually in the country um, of the language you want to speak. Because like, I don't know, podcasts, like uh, TV series, you can speak to people as well. You can get language partners. You can do so many things and create that environment without actually leaving. Like, you don't even have to leave your house. Exactly, yeah. Whereas I had to leave my house, like to speak to, to speak French in the UK. Um, like I think I went to some Alliance Francaise uh, classes or like, it's more like a meetup, like okay, with people yeah. who already know how to speak. Or like if there was an Erasmus student who spoke French, I'd be like, oh, talk to me, you know, <laughs> uh, really annoying. Um, so yeah, that's what you had to do. And this isn't even that long ago. Like I'm not that old, um, <laughs> but things have changed very, very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't know, like maybe if I had been born 10 years later, would I have like not come to France? Yeah. I don't know. I think I still would have come. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can definitely do all the things without moving. So like, if you're happy sure. where you're living, especially if you're learning English, like don't uproot your life. Like it was easier for me because I was 22. I was single. I didn't have like, didn't really have any career prospects as such oh. in the UK. Yeah. So I just like, just, just like I'm going to go. I'm just leaving. Bye. Um, um, when I moved abroad as well, because I, I was like, I think 25 at the time, um, but I didn't know a word. So it was really uh, stressful as well of like, not oh, I don't I don't recommend that yeah exactly so, so don't do anything stupid like I did that that was a disaster yeah okay I had no, this I idea think... I think of like just going there like a week later I'll just be like fluent <laughs> the uh the reality of that was actually obviously very different oh that must be a bit of a, that must have been a shock yeah because at least like I had um I had good enough like basically when I arrived in French in French in, in French, French you I would <laughs> see what I mean about immersion no but I would say like my French was good enough for me to like basically find a way to talk about yeah. the thing I needed to talk about but it wasn't very like idiomatic okay, um, sure. I wanted to make it more like French sounding basically mm -hmm. instead of like English sounding um and also I didn't realize how bad like my accent was or things like this like I had, I had no clue because, um, you know, the the bar for foreign language learning is set very low in the UK. So even if you're specialized in language learning, like the expectations are maybe not very high. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. And there's nobody around you. Like, I suppose it depends where you grow up. Some people maybe grow up in more multilingual environments, but this was not my case. So like, there's nobody around you, like, being a role model for speaking a foreign oh. language really well. So it's like, in spite of everything... Um, you know, I, I managed to, 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 to make it, to make it work, but I'm always impressed by the level of people's English, like people who've never really left their country have, yeah, amazing, have amazing levels of English. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you there. Yeah. I mean, so my sort of close group of friends, um, I'm pretty much the only one that, well, speaks like sort of more or less fluently another language. Um, but it's not like any of my friends are stupid or anything like that. They just don't speak other languages. Whilst when I'm, yeah. when I'm here in Italy, like I know so many people that speak English really well. Yeah, well, every, everybody else in the world is pretty much bilingual, even if they're not bilingual with English. Like it, uh, the, the normal situation in a lot of countries is bilingualism. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. you know, people speak their language plus another language of the country or whatever. So, um, 
yeah, it's kind of the exception to only speak one. But yeah, it's the same for, if I think of friends from school, the only people who spoke a foreign language maybe really well were people whose parents oh, okay, yeah. spoke another language and so they like maybe transmitted it. But that doesn't necessarily like happen to to everyone. Yeah, so, yeah no, 100%. Yeah. Um, so before I get on to the last question, I want to um, ask you again about... Um, certainly dictations because i read on your website how sort of big you are on dictations yeah maybe i'm too big on dictations but i really think i think you have to how, how else the thing is like if i give people stuff to listen to unless they do a dictation i don't know what they're catching or not like i can't go inside their brain okay right so the, the 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 you know so i have to make them do it like <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> there's 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 how you know otherwise how how do i know sure um yeah. so you obviously have like a few courses as well don't you where you teach people how to get rid of subtitles yes uh, so what's like one of the things that you do on the course then well i guess we do so um, some dictations we definitely do some dictations yes because mm -hmm. yeah like i said i need to know where people are at yeah. and what it is that they're that they're that they're missing so that's, okay, a big, that's great yeah so you can yeah. identify their sort of weaknesses and yeah and then and then that allows me to go in and explain okay right, here's right. let me break this down for you here's exactly why you're 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 missing it so you know i will make like videos where i go through that kind of thing okay um yeah to ex to explain to to, to people because you do need to have it like it's it's a great starting point to like work on your own and do a dictation and then check but mm -hmm. like the next part is a bit more tricky because it's actually having somebody like be like okay here's why here's what you need to do and then with my students we do a lot of pronunciation work like not so right. much not so much to like I'm not trying to coach them or get rid of their accent or improve their pronunciation and we're just like playing around with how the English really sounds so I'll kind of like write it out for them how it's like supposed to sound and then they try and mimic it so it's quite funny oh, okay nice um, yeah yeah pronunciation certainly a thing that lots of english teachers stay away from a bit so yeah to actually obviously identify that tackle that's a good idea yeah no it's important it's it's not it's not emphasized enough and that's something like i could have saved myself so many headaches in french if like well i suppose it was my responsibility too but if i just like known a bit more about pronunciation and kind of the sound and spelling correspondences like now i've kind of just like learned it all by osmosis just kind of like from living here i've adapted my accent to make it sound as close cool. as possible mm -hmm. but i mean that's a really long process and you can do it a lot more quickly if someone shows you like here is physically how you make the sound and yeah. if you don't make this sound people won't understand you because they will think you're saying sure that's the thing because pronunciation is obviously physical as well lots of people don't understand that of it's like yeah you can't just like shout words at people and expect them to like pronounce them uh, yeah. back to you perfectly like if you don't show them what they're supposed to do yeah exactly like, yeah um okay so one very important thing for me you obviously live in france yes um what is the deal there with like saying hello and goodbye to people because certainly in italy all listeners of rock and roll English know that I have a lot of difficulty with, is it one kiss? Is it two? Some, it's, it's uh, crazy. What about it's in France? Fraught. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's just, uh, well, it's a bit, well, where we live. Um, so we're in the East of France, about an hour from Switzerland, <laughs> Switzerland. That's another 
that's another story. But yeah, it, here where we are, we just do two. I just do two. That's fine. Well, what I find is because I wear glasses, like I usually almost take the other person's eye out with the edge of my glass. So some people who wear glasses, like they take their glasses off, but I can't be bothered. Really? I just, yeah, yeah. And they really go in. Well, thing is, you're not kissing, are you? You're just like putting your cheek mm. on another person's cheek and making a kissing noise. Like, anyway, but there are definitely like French people who don't like doing it. Mm. I was I was with a friend this weekend and uh, we kissed to say goodbye and she's like I'll kiss you because I like you but she really doesn't like like because earlier that day she had been at her dad's birthday party and she didn't kiss her dad bye and she, she doesn't like, like her dad then she likes you like more than she likes no, her dad she was like we just never do that with my dad and I know that she doesn't like that and she is a French person yeah so some French people like they don't really like but some of them really go for it like they slap their cheek against your cheek and they do a big kissing noise um yeah it's slightly in switzerland is it maybe three yeah certainly in the north of italy uh, as well i know um it's three in some places i had a couple of listeners tell me it's three the other day wow. it's just it has to be an even number at least yeah an odd number is weird. it's always a bit yeah. awkward like if you don't know which side to go that's, that, that's the other thing isn't it it's a nightmare do you have yeah. that awkward moment as well like do i know this person well enough now to give them a kiss um that's usually fairly clear like if mm. it's a friendly context then you're you can pretty much yeah it's fine i think unless it's like work because it, it, it work it's all about shaking hands you have to shake hands all the time every time you see somebody and you have to say hello and it's just really silly it's like a monty python sketch uh, <laughs> for for people who know Although i must say i've noticed in the uk as well now it's, I, I don't know the rules i've always said all countries should have like a document where it's clear of the way you have to say hello and goodbye to people because otherwise it's just it's just a minefield and it's just it, it, it is really it's really difficult actually yeah th thinking about that when we we're in berlin like i said hello to to ollie richards on the second day and he and we did like a french kiss i have no idea what a french kiss not something else we did like the the kiss on the on the cheeks and then afterwards i was like why did we just do that like why it's i've noticed as well some people um i had with a girl i know from home fairly recently we went I thought she was coming for a kiss. So I sort of gave her a kiss, but she was just coming for a hug. And I was like, uh, oh, God. Awkward. But people do sometimes kiss you in the UK, like um, maybe like close family members yeah. or, um, it, yes. But yeah. the, the worst thing in France, I don't know if you have noticed this in Italy, is whenever you're in a group situation and it's like you're expected to kiss everyone oh. when you arrive and kiss everyone when you leave. And that's so stupid. Like. I'm so happy to hear you say that because I say that all of the time and it takes so long and it's so much effort. And I think, look, I can't, I can't do this. I often like, say I have to stay at the party. So I think it'll be easier if they go. And then I only have to say goodbye to a couple of people. Exactly. No, this is a stupid, like you've got to kiss 26 people before you can leave. It's like, okay, I want to leave in half an hour. So I better start kissing people exactly. now or I'm going to like miss my bus or, you know, um yeah that i just i don't get like find a better system or exactly yeah. um well it's so great to know that other people are suffering like me with these things i'm oh, not yeah. alone i'm not alone in this but even even Fr like i say even some french people they're like they don't really like it but they kind of like 
have to they do have, it. They have to do it anyway. So like many people are suffering. Uh, yeah, we should start a revolution <laughs> against this. We, we can fight it. We can fight it. Um, so anyway, Cara, where can people find out more about you? Uh, all over the internet. Well, not, not actually all over the internet. On the dark web, on the normal internet. <laughs> no, um, they can go to leolisting.com. So leo hyphen. Uh-huh listening.com so that's my website there's a blog uh three years of art almost three years of articles all about listening oh wow all about listening oh, wow. even a podcast i made for a bit all kinds of stuff um so that's on there and what else is there there is facebook you can come and say hello on facebook yeah um and and yeah, that's like, that's the main, I suppose I'm on YouTube as well, but like less. Okay. So Facebook is probably the main place, the website. Go okay, and have a look. Um, I will have links to all of this um, in all over the place in all of the places that Carl's just mentioned, actually. Um, so make sure you go there and find out some more stuff about listening, because as we said, how important it actually is trying to use some of these techniques that Cara can give you. Yeah, it's the magical key to fluency. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I do think, no, but I'd say that that helped my French get a lot better. It was just oh. coming to France, listening to people, copying, and then sounding yeah. like a French person. Exactly. So as I said, I think um, on the other interview, it's the most natural way to learn languages. That's what you do when you're children. So that works quite well. You know, we all speak our <laughs> native languages well. So <laughs> systems not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. Listening, listening for the win all the way. Yeah. Absolutely. If you can catch things, you can copy them and you can speak. Exactly. There you go. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for your time and speaking. Thanks. To you. See you very soon. But most importantly, just keep on rocking. <laughs> you didn't expect that, did you? No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was enough. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Okay, so that was me talking to Cara from Leo Listening. So let's have a look at the main takeaways. One thing that I was quite impressed by is how she said um, improving your listening skills, if that's what you want to do, if you just listen more, that might not necessarily work. You have to focus your listening. Um, one, target what kind of listening you want to do. For example, um, as Cara mentioned, um, listening to TED Talks maybe isn't such a good idea unless, of course, you want to understand presentations. But if you have difficulty understanding conversations between people, then it's probably not the best because TED Talks are usually just a monologue. Um, she also mentioned how transcribing and dictations are very good because they can help you understand the bits that you're missing. So then you can think, oh, yeah, shit. No, so that's what they said. And that will help you then improve your listening instead of actually just listening more. Just listening, I always say, um, is, well, I, I say I always say, I stole this from someone, um, is passive study. But if you want to do some active study, then you need to do something. And these kind of activities of transcribing and things like this is active study. Um, I also liked how she mentioned if you want to have a full immersion in English, which everyone always talks about. Everyone always says to me, I really want a full immersion um, because in the past you had to go to the country. Now, that's not even necessary, is it? You can just stay in your house 
and be fully immersed in the language. And one thing I would like to finish on, a positive thing, is how, well, many people, I suppose, that are listening to this podcast have amazing levels of English without even ever going to an English-speaking country or maybe just going there for like a week or two weeks, a couple of times. So that is amazing. Be proud of yourselves. Um, anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Remember, all of the things from Cara's website, the things we spoke about are all on the website, rockandrollenglish.com, episode 174. I will see you all again next week, people. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.